from safe. <laughs> Here we are. Take two. Take two. We're just learning how to be podcasters. We don't know. Oh no, we've never done this before. We're gonna have some really great blooper reels. That's all I know. <laughs> like, I think we could probably just do. Oh, we could do a whole thing. podcast about bloopers, like a podcast blooper, we'll where just, it's like you just tune in and listen to some bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, that probably would get more people to listen than anything. <laughs> I don't disagree. I don't remember where you were at? Yeah, we're just gonna have to. I'm in my, I'm in my bedroom on my bed. Remember? I know you're. <laughs> In Arizona. I'm in Arizona. And you're in Cleveland. I'm in Cleveland, Ohio. We are on almost exactly opposite ends of the country. What do you mean? Like, this was not possible. Remember, like, when we were children, you had to have, like, a calling card to, like, call the United Kingdom, like, and it costs a lot of money? Like, this was not possible before. And look Mm -hmm. at us now. Technology. Yeah. If it would work, then it would be great. Just, I need it to not be so staticky. You sound good now. You sound good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So what we're here to talk about today is what? Why manifestation is bullshit. And And why is there? We are allowed to swear on podcasting, right? Our podcast, I feel like we can make the rules. Okay, good. I already cussed, I think, twice. Not that I'm counting, but... That's kind of embedded into our. If you're not a, if you're not a fan of the sweary words, maybe don't tune into our podcast. <laughs> the adult this is a warning. trigger warning. <laughs> <laughs> if the swear words uh, trigger you and you don't like it, then yeah. I can recommend plenty of podcasts. We're of probably not for you. We're probably not for you, and that's okay. I'm not for everyone. <laughs> okay. So the reason why we came to do this is because of looking at social media, looking at um, even just conversations and talking to people about manifestation, about how they, I mean, like I said, I think it's great that people are opening their minds to things because I remember talking about stuff like this maybe three years ago and people were like, oh God, Tamara, like. You went through a separation. You went through all this horrible stuff. And now what are you getting into? You know, like it was like witchcraft. Witchcraft. (laughs) Yeah. And I and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna just keep this all all this stuff to myself. Um, but like there's so much misinformation out there. I don't even know if it's misinformation. I don't know. Like what do you think? I don't think it's misinformation. I think it's not a a deep understanding, right? Yeah. And I think that's really just due to, I mean, I could go down a whole deep rabbit hole of why there's a misunderstanding around this, but I'll just say in short terms that we're just now starting to kind of understand consciousness, our belief systems, our um, ability to create. Um, We're just now starting to really understand psychology and healing and all of that. Like we've been in Hundreds and hundreds of years of fight, flight, freeze, fawn survival, right? And now we're at a time where we're creating more space and ability for people. And now we have technology in the back of our pocket to literally learn anything we want for free, right? Like, especially with ChatGPT now, it's like, 
oh, well, tell me what I need to do in order to be like the most productive person I can on Monday. And ChatGPT would probably give you a pretty good answer, right? right? So we have this ability now with technology to learn so much more. And so I don't know if it's misinformation. I think it's just an evolution yeah. of where we were and where we're going. And yeah. like you brought up the secret the other day and about how, um, and that's an old know, ass book. I mean, it's an old ass book. I mean, you know, I believe time is made up. And so I don't remember exactly when that came out. I feel like I was in middle school. I don't know. Keep going. So when that book came out, I feel like that was like the first time that people really could conceptualize or book or movie. I watched the movie because I'm more visual, but really conceptualize 2006. 2006. Okay. So I was in college. I was in college. I was in college. Oh my God. That's so weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Victoria, you went to college. Um, it just seems like it came out way before that. Anyway, it's fine. Um, but it was like the first time that people could really understand vibration and frequency and you are a match for what you know, it's like that match for what you desire. And it really brought it into the mainstream. And so more and more people were talking about the law of attraction, the law of attraction, the law of attraction and manifestation kind of came on board where it was like, oh my God, you can use the law of attraction to manifest something in your life. Mm -hmm. And there's plenty of people out there that focus on manifestation and there's tons of different, like beautiful resources. But what I found is very few actually focus on the belief systems in which you have and transforming and transcending them in order to become a vibrational match. Right. So, so many people go through this route of manifestation and feeling into how would it feel to whatever, get a new car as an example. How do I feel in that new car? Right. How does that, how do I, how do I approach that? How do I embody that? What are my thoughts around that? And then it's like inspired action step, right? But if I don't believe that it's possible for me to get a new car, like I'm not getting a new fucking car, no matter how much I think about it. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's not based on thought because your, your beliefs are the foundation of everything. It's the foundation of everything that you do. It's your, the frequency in which you vibrate is based on your beliefs and those beliefs create emotions and thoughts and words and actions and behaviors and habits. So if you're trying to manifest something from a conscious level of thought and action, enough. you can't, I mean, unless you're already at that vibrational match, of course. Right. Yeah. Like I used to manifest stuff like weird shit all the time. Like one of the examples was, um, we were at a club in Scottsdale and it was a country club. Mm-hmm. And I was like, for some reason I was like, I could really go from some like early two thousands Nelly right now. Like that would be really awesome. Right. The song finished another song played. And I said this to one of my best friend's husbands and he's like, you're so weird. And then Nelly came on. You're so weird. And <laughs> Nelly came on. Nelly came on. And he goes, holy shit. And I was like, yes. I like so fun. So, it, so much fun. It's so fun. And it, And these little things are manifestation too, right? It's just stating what you desire and then it happening and it's being grateful about it. But I was already at that vibrational match. I wanted to call in a new job that didn't have a narcissistic, crazy boss. 
But my belief system didn't support that. I was getting more and more and more and more and more crazy bosses. Yeah. Because my soul was leading me to heal that wound, to heal that Ooh. behavior in order to get past that. Right? Right. So we can't manifest things that we don't that we don't vibrationally match with. And so many things are under the surface. It's underneath what we even think, right? And this is so important. You talk about, you know, getting into the body. Yeah. Like, why is that important when it comes to, you know, how we manifest? Because the body holds so much wisdom. Well, I feel like, first of all, I think ever since COVID too, like people have are more open to all of the stuff. Like I think yeah. they, there was so much healing and just like deep introspective work that that opened a yeah. lot of eyes. And then you're and the heart. First, honestly, well, you're the first person that opened my eyes to the whole, I mean, I've learned, I read books on subconscious, like the brain and how everything works, but it never really clicked for me. So when I would like, and I would do I, things happen, magical things happen to me all the time, but I'm like, oh, that's interesting. How did I do that? Or, yeah. or if I was, you know, um, I wasn't actively like, I could feel it in my body. Something was going to happen. Like I would yeah. feel it. And like, I knew just deep down in my soul, like, I think this is actually going to happen. And then it happens. And I'm like, yeah, oh, well, okay. I need to start like really understanding what's going on. So it wasn't until you really explained to me, like you're, con and, oh, okay, let me step back too. So like even thinking about when you say the beliefs create your thoughts, create your actions. Yeah. So like when I was giving up drinking, I remember listening to a podcast and the podcast was all around your, your thoughts, your thoughts create an emotion mm -hmm. that then create a reaction. I think I have that, those three things correct. Yeah. So if you could, she would always yeah. just talk about if you could flip your thoughts, then you can change the outcome of whatever that, that is that the reaction and the emotion to it. So yeah. like, then when I met you and going, doing all of the site K and like doing a lot of the work of like, where are these um, thoughts coming from and what's the underlying belief under it? Like really understanding that that's when it's all kind of opened up a can of worms and things have been <laughs> like, like, I don't even understand. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like I've changed. I think I've changed more over the course of four months, three months that I have in the past 10 years. I mean, 10 years is a long time, maybe three years. And it's okay because that's been my journey and my path. And like yeah. the things, like you said, I needed to. I needed to um, go through those lessons, however many times I needed to go through in order to understand them. But this, mm -hmm. what we've been learning and like, and I think people really need to understand the science behind it too. Like yeah. and then, and understanding like the body too. So when I, I, I truly think, and this is why I started taking, um, doing yoga, my yoga certification is because I think people are so disconnected from their bodies. They think that like they could eat like shit, drink like shit and do all of these things and feel, oh, okay. And it's almost like this, like, it's just the way that their body's always been used to. So that's yeah. the way it should be. Right. So yeah. like that awareness of being like, no, my body, like, yes, it's a physical body, but it is made of energy. And, and when I treat it well, when I'm, tr when I treat myself kindly, my energy changes 
And when you're more aware of your body, you're more aware of your thoughts and your beliefs and you're aware of everything and what's going on in your mind. Um, like, I feel like there has to be some sort of like meditation practice starting start. I, everything I've always said, okay, this modality really helped me this modality. Okay. What was the center of it all? And it was always comes down to meditation, a meditation practice, because it allows you to like really understand your thoughts and like what's going on and observe them from a different perspective. And tap into your body, at least for me, for manifestation or for manifestation, for meditation, it was like, oh, I'm experiencing tightness in this part of my body. What is that? Right. Right. And getting really curious and sitting with, you know, what is this trying to teach me? Right. It's tapping into the body just as much as being observer of your thoughts. Right. And so if we can connect those things, if we can start to uncover. And the thing is, is that people talk about what they believe all the time. They just don't realize it. Yeah. Right. I was I talking to hear some examples. Clients. I want you to like, tell me okay, so I think an example what, from Friday night. Okay. So hold on. I think the thing that you really helped me understand was like, like you could even do it to me if you want, but like a core belief, like when somebody doesn't understand what that core belief can be, you always help me like, okay, well, help me through that. Like, yeah. So here's the level, the surface level thought, Tamara. Okay, cool. Then you like would walk me through and I'm like, holy hell. Yes. You want to do it based on, based on something that you're dealing with right now? Or do you want me to get Come on, let's go girl. Okay. All right. So here's what we do typically when I work with Tamara or anybody else, really, it's like, okay, where are you at right now? What, what part of your life is either feeling constricted or frustrating or stagnant or tight or whatever, right? So we identify where in your life, where are you right now and what is that feeling? So where in your life do you feel not expanded? Hmm. It's interesting because I just got energy work done today. So I'm like, <laughs> you're like, I feel really ex- <laughs> chakras. I feel like I can definitely like take on the world right now. So, um, oh, I love that. What, give me, give me something you think that we, uh, let me think, let me think, let me think. Do you want me I to give you, give me a hint? Give me a hint. Well, I'm just going to give you an example and maybe something will come to you because you're really here just to respond. So, um, not like here on the podcast, but like here on the planet as a generator, you're here to respond. So I just clarify that. Um, but okay. So Friday night I'm talking to one of my best friend's husbands Mm -hmm. and, um, I ended up pulling his human design and he's a projector like I am. And I was like, first of all, you're working too much. Like that we are not built to do the doing we're here to orchestrate the, the busyness. Yeah. And he said to me, this is what I mean when people, when they, they speak their, their beliefs all the time. He said to me, well, I can't get another job that pays me as much as I make now. Hmm. And I said, huh, that's an interesting belief. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And I always go back to Byron Katie's work. She has the four questions in the turnaround. So it's, is that true? 
in his mind, he's like, yeah, it's true. Yes. Like, right. I've looked for jobs. I can't find anything, blah, blah, blah. Right. That story. And I said, can you be absolutely 100% certain that there is nowhere else in the whole entire world that we live mm. in that cannot give you this salary that you're looking for? And he said, well, no, when you frame it like that, I can't, I, I'm not certain that it's true. Right. Right. And then I said, how do you respond or who are you when you believe this is my only option? I'm, this is the only job that I can have that pays me this salary. And he said, I feel defeated. I feel tied to this. I feel a, like a victim, right? He's in this victim scenario. He feels like he's not in control of his own destiny, he said. Yeah. And I said, well, who would you be if you didn't have that? And he said, well, I would be in control of my own destiny. And I said, do you want to believe that? And he's like, uh, well, yeah, but I, I'm not like, that's just not, you know, and, and everybody gets into their stories, right? Yeah. Yeah. And really what I'm here to do is like, I, I don't really care about your story. I care about what you said because you believe it. And then I want to test if it, you believe that on a subconscious level. And then we just need to upgrade it Yeah. because guess what? You're not going to call in a new job that gives you the salary you desire because you don't believe it's possible. I don't believe it's possible. Right. So you can't manifest just from thinking, I want a new job, right? That it's not going to happen. It's so interesting. It's so fucking interesting to me because like when I think about me and your childhoods, right? Where we both didn't come from a lot of money. Right. And my imagination was like, I remember I wanted to be a fashion designer ever since I was in seventh grade. And I went to school for fashion design because I was like, I'm going to do this thing. Yeah. And um, I just think about it when even now I do that same thing to my own mindset because I'm like, I think, uh, well, I can't afford a house and to live downtown and like I or travel like I can't afford that. And I start thinking, I'm like, wait a minute. No, hold on. There are ways, there are possibilities. Like if I start tapping into my imagination more and like, yeah. like, uh, but also understanding why am I thinking that way? Like, why am I thinking like so little? Where did that know? belief come from? Right. We all come right. Well, we both came from scarcity minded parents and, right. and we're not alone. A lot of people on the planet are very scarcity minded. So this is not like a dig to our parents. It's right. like, it just is. And that was their reality, right? Like my grand or my dad would tell me stories about my grandpa in the great depression. And it was like yeah. very real, right? Like right. it was very, very real that they did not have money and that, that it was survival. And, and so the unfortunate thing is we've carried these on these beliefs from legacy to legacy, from generation to generation. And now we're finally at this place where we're all talking about it. Right. We're wanting to manifest something different. We're wanting to actualize our full potential. And now it's our job to tune into our body, to listen to what we're talking about or what we're saying, to uncover our beliefs, to question and be curious instead of judgmental and shaming around our belief systems and about what we're saying. Because it's just like a, it's a, it's like a part of you, this almost like inner child. And a lot of people talk about inner child work, but it really is. It's like this yeah. little child inside of you. That's like wanting to get attention and you're like shaming it and shoving it down, trying to control it with thoughts. Right. And then you're shaming yourself because you don't have the proper thought. And then it's like a fucking shame spiral. It's like a complete 
I do that all the time. It's constant, constant shame of like, well, why would I be thinking that way? Like, right. That, that's not a good thought to be saying to yourself, you know, like instead we could say, that's an interesting thought. I'll give you an example. So I was walking down the street. This was two years ago. I was in um, subconscious reprogramming at the time um, with a facilitator and I'm walking down the street and I don't even know why I'm telling the story. My dad's probably going to be like, God damn it. <laughs> so, <laughs> here I am. Um, don't plan things that are coming out of my mouth. So I'm walking <laughs> down the street and I see this man and woman like kissing affectionately. And my first thought was, oh, that must be his mistress. And then I was like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> I feel like I literally sometimes I'm like, I feel almost like I have two different personalities in my brain. I agree with I, you. Yes. I'm like, I say something in my head and then another part of me is like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, that is not a helpful thought. Like, what? What, what do I believe? Why do I believe that? Right? Because it's not about the thought itself. It's about what do I believe? I could tell you what I believed. I believed that that kind of affection was reserved for adulterous affairs. Wow. Because that wasn't my parents' dynamic. Yeah. My dad had some affairs and right. that was the dynamic in that. Right? right. And that was reserved for that type of relationship. So fast forward, here I am as a married adult woman who yeah. believes this, and now her husband is coming to her for affection, and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. You must that's be cheating. Not. You must be. No, no, no. It's not even that. It's just you're not. That's not the relationship we have. Oh, yeah. It's not. There's no room for that here. So it's not a helpful belief to me. So I transformed that, right, using subconscious reprogramming. Because I want to believe that my husband and I can be affectionate in a committed adult relationship. I don't want to believe that it's only for affairs. Right. But yeah. that's what happens. It's like yeah. you have these thoughts arise and they're happening all the time. We have thousands and thousands of thoughts a day. And it's really just about becoming aware of your thoughts and then having that a conscious observer being like, what the fuck was that about? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get curious about it. Tell me more. <laughs> right. It's about like, what, what, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah. but, but you're not alone in that. Like, that's not a helpful thought. And we can go down two roads. It could be, why do I think this? What's underlying this? How can I uncover what it's trying to teach me to heal and to grow and to, to transform? Right. Or I can go back into my shame spiral and say, that's not a helpful thought. Why would I be thinking that I was, I'm trying to control my mindset. I'm trying to be positive. I'm, you know what I mean? So I'm learning, I'm growing. Find, I'm right. Yeah. If you find yourself in that shame spiral, just kind of take a breath and yeah. say, wait a minute, this is actually here to teach me something yeah. like, thank yeah. you so much thought yeah. for coming into my awareness. Yes. Yeah. Right. It's a different so. energy. Yeah. I truly do feel like when you're in the attitude of being grateful for every single thing and flipping, whether it's something that happens in your life, like it takes a lot of work to get to that mindset, but there okay. is like, and just practice too, like just practicing being grateful in the morning, like just saying like yeah. what you're grateful for and at night. But like when, once you, I say, even if you were to do that for a month, every single day, I think you could rewire your brain and oh, for sure. switching it and saying everything that happens to me is a lesson, an opportunity 
And like it does shift into what we like for the law of attraction, the power of positivity. And like mm-hmm. I've always, I, ever since I was little, I've always been a very positive person. Even people like yeah. when I, um, like people that would reach out to me in element from elementary school, and they were like, "Tamara, you've always been positive. You've always been like this shining light. Like you walk into a room yeah. and you know how to like just you're. I I don't know. And I never saw myself as that inside. Right. It was never like that. So it was like very interesting for me to hear that from that other people. Yeah. It's very interesting. Um, but it took a lot of practice because the more shit that happened to me, I almost found, I, I mean, there was dark, dark fricking times where I'm like, I could tell I was just not in alignment with who I truly am. Right. And then, and you were so disconnected at that time to even, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can't even like, so many people are so self even more too. Cause you're like, wait, I feel like shit. I'm thinking so negatively. What is wrong with it? There must be something wrong with me. And yeah, so that's the that's a big parenting shift that I actually made was instead of saying what's wrong, you say what's the matter? Uh, because truthfully, nothing is wrong. There's nothing wrong. Right. Zero things are wrong. Your emotions are your emotions. They're not here to be fixed. They're yeah. here to be witnessed and moved through and to give you data and information because I it's not about that. And societally, right? Everybody's like, oh, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? And people only want to see people in their brightest light. They don't want to see the depths of your despair. They, they're they like, oh, unless it's like a car accident, which is so weird. But anyway, I digress. But to get back to this, like this thread of your thoughts and how much effort it takes to manage your thoughts without working on the belief system itself is exhausting. It's, it's literally exhausting. a full-time job. It is exhausting. Oh my gosh. So we have this new investor in our company mm-hmm. who's amazing. And he was like, I'm a master foinker. And I was like, what the fuck is that? F-O-I-N-C. Yeah. F-O-I-N-C. I don't like the, 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 it makes me feel very icky inside <laughs> It is, but listen to this. And so he says, says, it's the fear of imaginary negative circumstances. Oh, okay. Foink. Fear of imaginary negative circumstances. He needs to come up with a different acronym for that one. But it's memorable. It is memorable. It is very memorable. But here's like his point was like, so he gave an example of his son not cleaning his room, right? And he drew this little staircase on the board. So the first stair is like, my son isn't cleaning his room. The next stair is, that means he's lazy. The next stair is, oh, lazy people don't go to school. The next stair is, people who don't go to school don't graduate. People who don't graduate do drugs. People who do drugs end up homeless. People who are homeless end up on like as addicts. People who are addicts die of an overdose. And so he immediately goes right up the staircase off to the bridge. And it's like, my son is dying of an overdose because he's six years old and won't clean his room. Right. But so many people do this. Yeah. And my boss was like, well, how do you avoid doing that? And he goes, oh, I just let myself run right off that cliff. And then I realize, is that true? Oh, right, you're not going to control the the natural progression because your brain is a rapid supercomputer. You, right. You're not going to control the narrative necessarily, but you can be a witness and say, "Is that true?" 
And why do I believe that him not cleaning his room equals this? Yeah. Right? It's not, it's really just a place to start and to land and to get really curious about yourself and about where you picked this up from. And because a lot of people have so much pain and despair and confusion Mm -hmm. and frustration and overwhelm and bitterness because what they consciously desire isn't what they are calling in. Right. And there's a gap between like what I think I know and what I believe. And so if we can marry those two things, if we can say, hey, subconscious, come on board with what I currently believe to be true about my life. That's when the that's when the actualization happens. That's when we can really manifest okay. our true desires. Okay. So this was a question that I had for you a long time ago. So can you very quickly, like conscious versus subconscious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because okay, I, well, I, have- I swear I talk to some people and they're like, I don't really understand what the subcon what you mean by subconscious. So our our consciousness, our mind is different than our brain. So we first have to understand that consciousness is so much greater than our physical bodies. It lives outside. It's almost, it's our, I like to imagine it as it's our spirit. It's infinite, right? It's connected. It's the reason that I'm thinking about you all the way across America and I'm, you know, you call me, right? It's that. It's our consciousness is that. It happened to me today. Yeah. Yeah. It happened, yes, it happened to you today. Yeah, it was pretty yes. nuts, yeah. Because our consciousness is bigger than we can even imagine it to be, right? We we really can't grasp what our consciousness is. But what we know is that there's a super conscious, there's a conscious, there's a subconscious, and there's a non-conscious. So there's four different levels of consciousness within our body, I guess it's our body is like a suit, right? So what it is, is our consciousness is about 5% of our day. That's like our, our physical mental energy when we're really giving thought and, um, focused attention to something, right? It's 5% of our day. What are, what we call autopilot is our subconscious. Those are the things that we don't want to think about because we don't have the mental energy or capacity to. So breathing, walking, eating, um, even when you're in a flow state, right? Like if you're not really, I'm not planning what's coming out of my mouth. I'm just talking. This is all from a subconscious level. That's the subconscious. Somewhat, somewhat conscious, right? Because I'm in a conscious state. But again, when we when we talk about what we believe, we're talking yeah. from that subconscious level. And so if we can start to really listen to what we're saying and listen to other people and what they're saying, they're talking in the language of their subconscious. When he said, I don't believe I can find another job. That's a subconscious belief, right? That's not what he consciously knows. Right. So we have these different layers and then the non-conscious is like way, 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 way below the surface, right? You're probably not going to tap into the non-conscious until you really clear out a bunch of your subconscious, but your subconscious rules 95% of your day. That's your, that's your, that is your operating system. That is the computer system in which you operate from. And it was programmed from zero to seven years old, a little bit until 12, because that's when our, that's when our brain starts coming online and you can start to reason and all of that after 12, like you're, you're programmed. And you're running from these programs and it's just helpful to understand. 
are if they're helpful programs and some of them are right i'm an eternal optimist that's a belief i have i believe things are working out for me right some people don't right mm-hmm. so it's just it's determining is this a helpful belief system or is it not and with things like subconscious reprogramming and there are modalities out there like hypnotherapy i use psych k like you mentioned mm-hmm. there's um this rapid what's it called rapid eye movement is it the rapid eye well, there's EMDR, EMDR which is the, um, the eye movement. So there's different modalities. What I use, because I, I'm i impatient and I don't like to spend a lot of time, um, I think it was called rapid resolution therapy. My friend Caitlin was talking about it today. I actually just heard about it this week. Yeah, I, and I had saw that people, on Instagram today, actually. Yeah, people, two people just like talked to me about it this week. And I was like, why have I not heard about this? But basically... Okay. And I asked her, I said, you know, how long does it take you to reprogram a belief in rapid resolution therapy? And she said, in an hour, you can probably do one belief. And I was like, oh, I don't have time for that. Like, I, <laughs> no, yeah, quick. I'm like, I want an hour. I want to do at least you do like five and 15 minutes or something. And, and you're like, okay, what else can we do? And I'm like, I need to like, feel this one. <laughs> Let me, let me, let me get past these ones. And then let's next week, let's work on a couple new beliefs. I literally am like rapid fire. Like I don't have time. I life is too short to have shitty belief systems. Yes. You know, it's like, I don't have time to sit there for an hour with the fucking therapist when I have hundreds of beliefs to rewire. Like, yeah. I don't want to because it's because you truly love your life and I love my life and I'm, Sometimes I fall off of loving my life, but then I wrote myself back onto getting onto that path. So it's almost like you see, we both see what life can be. And we're just Mm -hmm. like, okay, people, like you don't have to suffer as much as you are. You don't have to. It's a choice. It's a choice. Yeah. The choice in Gabby Bernstein, I, I think I talked to you about this before, but like I was listening to one of her podcasts and she was in a live audience and she was saying, you know, how many people read my books? And everybody's like, Woo! you know, how many people have my card decks? Yeah. Like how many people are part of my like app and whatever. And then she goes, how many people have actually done the belief work and the therapy work? Wow. Like five people. Yeah. The principles are the principles, but they're not going to matter if you don't do the work. Like. Right. It's only going to cut, you're only calling in what you believe. And if you're finding yourself in these patterns and being like, why the fuck do I always find a narcissistic boss in my case? And they keep getting worse. Or why am I, how, why have I always been with these toxic boyfriends yes. who keep getting more toxic? Yes. Why am I, right? Like all of these things are to say, because most people unfortunately need to hit a rock fucking bottom in order to be like, I have to do something different. I have to choose something different. I have to choose to heal. I have to choose to work on this. Right. 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 And that's, I think a human condition. Unfortunately, I don't learn my lessons like that anymore because I programmed myself to not have to need to do that. But a lot of people have that. Right. And and it's difficult to watch. Like, you know, for me, like it's like it's so hard for me to watch people because it's like, but you have more. We could do more. We could just like, fucking transform this in like literally an hour and your life will be fucking magical. Right. But it is a lot for people to to wrap their brain around because it happens so quickly. And they're like, how how have I been working on this for five years? Yeah. And then in one session. It's gone. Well, like it's I- almost. 
unbelievable. We've talked about that too. It's like, I don't think I would have believed in you if you would have caught me three years ago, because I feel like oh, I would have, I mean, You're like I, I, was, I was still <laughs> learning my, how to observe my thoughts and like understanding a lot from like my childhood and understanding, um, just myself and, in as a, as a person, you know? So like, but you, like you said, like I've gone, I've done th a lot of those different modalities that you have. And this is the first time that I've like, it all is starting to click, but I feel like that's where I always go to back to meditation because it's like, if somebody's listening to us right now and they're like, Oh my God, I could talk to Victoria and she can change my life in one hour. It's kind of like, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and you kind of <laughs> like, I would love to say yes. And you thinking about possibility. Yes. There, that yeah. might, if you're know, ready I mean, for that, you are a fucking magical human being. You are like my, my, what, what did I call you? My, um, from the, Oh God, what's the witch from the, not the, not the West. Linda. Linda. Yeah. You're my Linda. <laughs> um, I sent that as a gift the other day. <laughs> did you? Yeah. It's perfect for you. But it's like, perfect. I think that that's the thing. Like we have to get back to manifestation, but like if people have to just understand, it's not, a, it's not like that. Like you have to really yeah. do the work for, on yourself and understand where these thoughts are not, not even maybe understand where maybe you don't even have to go down and like understand like I wanted to understand where my thoughts are coming from yeah I really wanted to have, too. I wanted to have a deep understanding of who I am yeah. but like yeah yeah like you like you said it could be like okay I think that I'm not good enough which is a huge one for women and men too yeah like, okay well is that true? Well, or like, or like worthiness a lot of times, and we talk about this all the time with hustle yeah. culture, right? Like worthiness is a lot of times tied to financial success. It's right. tied to performance. It's tied uh, to achievement. Yeah. yeah. And so many people struggle with that. And which is why you have these workaholics that never are fulfilled is because right. they think of it as tied to their, their because there's no inherent worthiness. Yeah. If you believe that your worthiness is inherent, the rest is like icing on the cake, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and that's, that's a common belief for people. It's a very, very common for people to tie those two things together because a lot of people's parents were like, if you do this, then you get this reward. You do this and you get right. So our achievements were a, attributed to our worthiness. Right. And so, you know, talking about manifestation, it's, you can literally have anything you desire. Yeah. It's a matter of uncovering and doing that work and understanding the beliefs that are holding you back. Yeah. Because if, it, if you can consciously desire it, and I truly, truly believe this, if you can do that work to up-level your belief system, it it is in flow for you. You wouldn't desire it if it wasn't possible. So yeah. And and that doesn't mean it's going to happen tomorrow, right? Like mm -hmm. this podcast is a good example. I knew I wanted to do this podcast. I got the name two years ago and I, I did a lot of work between then and that, and I wasn't forcing it, right? I knew I wanted to do it. I was manifesting it. I waited for the perfect opportunity, the perfect time for it to come into me because once you do that and you clear, I, I like to visualize, like, especially in meditation it's almost like you're a drain 
mm. for the for the universe. And it's like you have this swirling drain, right? And all this energy is swirling down through you. And if you're clogged with shitty beliefs yeah. and shitty thoughts and like bad food and a ton of alcohol and, and tons of your energy. Yeah. Think about that. You, you, it's literally like you have hair clogging your drain. Like there's nothing that comes through that. So it's like, we do the work from the bottom up in order to unclog your drain so right. that you're a clear vortex for what you're trying to call in. That's, right. that's how it works. Like you can't call in something from a clogged drain. You have to talk a little bit about um, the energy too. So me coming off of like a freaking energy session and like feeling so damn good right now, but like I, that got me back into understanding the, the chakras and like clearing out those blockages. Yeah. And I think talking a little bit about the energy and like how the, you're vibrating, right? Like we are made of energy. I think yeah. that was when I first started learning about that, I think it was really interesting for me because I never really challenged my beliefs. Or I, when I was, a, um, our parents would make us go to Presbyterian church and everything. And like, it always felt off to me. Cause then I started questioning, I'm like, I don't really know if I believe in all this stuff, you know? Yeah. And it wasn't until, I, I mean, I don't even know. It wasn't, I would say recently until I'm like, okay, well, why is there, why in different countries, there's different gods that they believe in? Why are there different religions? And why that doesn't make sense to me. Like nothing made sense until yeah. I started understanding like more of the spiritual practice where all is love, all is energy. And all is then, one. Yeah, yeah. All is one. Like we're all the same. And mm -hmm. that's something I connected to. And yeah then learning about chakras and learning about how your energy can become stuck. Like all my chakras were all blocked today. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, I thought I was going to be at least meeting like a little bit of a tune up. But when she said that, I'm like, Oh man, I, I still have a lot of like clearing to do. And but talk about, but talk about going into that session. How did you feel before that session? And how did you feel afterward? I well, I did work out this morning, so I still was kind of amped up on that, but like I could definitely, t I feel lighter, I would say now. 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 Yeah. Yes. Okay. I feel more. So we feel like physical, a physical transition or a physical clearing. Yes. In your energy. So we all are energy. Everything is made up of energy. Um, Bruce Lipton, an incredible scientist. Um, studies epigenetics, but he has a whole uh, series on Gaia that I am obsessed with called Inner Evolution. And he talks about this concept, right? Of like, we're just, if you break down an atom, it's, it's energetic. An atom is energy. And we're just basically tons and tons and tons and tons of that with the cells and all of this stuff. And we make up what we call matter but it's all energy and we have energetic bodies. So we have our body and then we have our energy field and everything that we do is like a radio station, right? Our energy is broadcasting out and anything that happens in our life, good, bad, and different yeah. is in our energetic field. And so energy work is really important. And I think it's really interesting because I forget what the actual like number is, but like the things that we call matter in the world, like is like such a small percent of what the world is made of. Like it's mostly air and energy. So that's interesting. Yeah. Like 
we think it's matter, but like, I'm going to have to look it up now and we'll put it in the show notes, but yeah. And on his, um, those, the Bruce Lipton shows on Gaia, he talks about the evolution of how like, like different psychologists and, and, um, philosophers, how they talk about it. And that's why we learn what we learn now it's yeah. so that was really, really interesting to me. And it is so interesting. Like me and you, like we are very similar in the sense that we are in tech, right? We're tech. We we like to learn about the future, but like for me too, I like to learn about science, and I like to have everything science based because I don't. I mean, I do get into the like the spiritual stuff, but it's more yeah. of just a tr- a trust. I have a trust in like a higher whatever this yeah. thing is. And I can feel that. And that's on, that's a more of a spiritual level, but like when it talks, when I, I like to learn about the brain, I like to learn about yeah. the science behind the energy and, well, and your like, body is a machine, right? You love right. learning about like, this is a machine that I am operating. How can I optimize this? Yeah. How can I tap into this? Yes. That right. Sense. Yes. And so I think it's really, it's important. And I think everybody can kind of conceptualize mental energy. I think that's the easiest thing to conceptualize. It's like when you're doing something and you feel in total creative flow, you could have energy for that all day. But if you're doing something like for me, like if I sat down to do like fucking taxes or something, like (laughs) consider me doing this for one hour and taking a seven hour nap. Like I don't have the mental energy for that. Right. So we have our physical energy. We have our mental energy. We have our spiritual energy. We have our psychological energy. So all of these things, it's energetic. And so we really have to start learning about this. And it's really unfortunate because scientists were not able to study the metaphysical because of the separations and all that which you can go back to watch Bruce Lipton's um, yeah. Inner Evolution he, with that. He explains it really, really well. Oh, no. I'm not even going to try, but the gist is... Do it. Do it, Vic. Come on. The gist is... <laughs> the research said no spirit, and that realm is ours, and the scientists were only allowed to study physical matter. Right. And I just looked it up. So it's 32% is, thir- is uh, physical matter, 68% is energy. So it hasn't been until very recently, literally like the seventies with Bruce Lipton, that he was able to really be like, wait a minute, why can't we study this? Right? Like, I feel like there's something else going on here that's playing into what turns on our DNA. How does it form our biology? Like environment. So he's really big in the study of how your environment actually affects your DNA. It's not like I was talking to somebody yesterday and they're like, oh, um, you know, I have Hashimoto's, yeah. which don't get me, don't get me on like owning fucking illnesses, but I'm like, you don't have Hashimoto's you're experiencing symptoms of Hashimoto's. Yeah. Um, but you know, and, and she was told, well, this is uh genetic and I go, I hate to burst your bubble, but it's not fucking genetic. There's yeah. only four things that are genetic. It's environmental. It's what you believe. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all in how your DNA was turned on or off. Yeah. There's a reason that not everybody with the BRCA gene develops breast cancer. Right. And so and that's, epigen- epigenetics, so just so I have this clear in my head too, epigenetics is the belief that based off of your belief, you have the ability to change your genetic makeup, right? Based off of yeah. your beliefs, all of those things. Is that what the premise is? 
So epigenetics was something that um, Bruce Lipton, I want to say he, he's been at least like the most recorded or kind of the, the forward thinking one in epigenetics. Okay. So um, essentially what he did was he took genes, I believe they were genes, uh, identical genes, and he put them in three different culture dishes. So three different environments. And what he found was that gene uh, grew in different ways. It was activated in different ways based on its environment. Ah. And so basically what he's surmised is that by changing your beliefs, you're actually changing your biology, which is going back. I use um, Louise Hay's book, Heal Your Body, right? Yes. And she believes that everything has an emotional underlying cause that manifests in the body in a physical way. And so what I do with some of my clients is I'm like, okay, you have bursitis. My dad has bursitis. He also has chronic nightmares where he's fighting all the time. Wow. Um, that bursitis is a sign of repressed anger. Hmm. So his subconscious is trying to work out that anger every single night in nightmares fighting. And so I'm going to be doing psych K with him to reprogram that because if you can peacefully let go of the anger you have from the past, you're not reliving it in the current moment. And you're right. not, you're not, your body metabolizes all of this stuff in it, in it creates these ailments and dis-ease is, it's not a disease, it's a dis-ease. It's a, it's a sign and a symptom. And what is that teaching you? What belief do you have that was activated that manifested this way? Right. And we can work backwards. And I'm not saying like this is going to cure cancer. Like, that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that I have a friend with rheumatoid arthritis and we went through all of her signs and symptoms. She hadn't worked out in months. She's now back at the gym. She oh feels God. better. Like, so it's your body takes a while to catch up because your body is a physical vessel. Right. It's just like having a baby. It takes like a year, even though you feel better, it takes a year right. to fully heal. And when you change those beliefs and going back to this epigenetic idea, when you change that belief, you're changing your DNA, your, your, uh, sequencing. And so beliefs really underlie everything. It yeah. underlies manifestation. It underlies the, the way you perceive the world. It underlies how you engage with others. It, it underlies the emotions that you have towards certain things. It, it underlies why you're being triggered by certain things, right? Everything comes down to beliefs. And manifestation right now and the way that people are talking about it is focused on your thoughts. And you cannot, again, control your thoughts. It's too much mental energy. Okay. So, and then we need to put in the show notes to the documentary Heal. Just- I love that. that. Yeah. yeah, that was That's like such fun. a good documentary to watch around um, changing your beliefs and how that can affect your body and all of that too. But yeah. okay. So, you know me, I like to like bring it back to like, if you were talking to me, what if I, every day, like if I wanted to start practicing the way that, and they don't have somebody that doesn't have access to you, what is yeah. something? ways that like somebody like me could start down this manifestation the way that we talk about it. 
Um, what I would suggest is whether it's a note in your phone, a journal, whatever, mm, start that. writing down the things that you're thinking. Not everything, because you're not going to have that much time, but just start to write down like, oh, that was an interesting thought. Or I love like, oh, I had a really amazing thought, right? Or I, th this thought made me feel kind of bad. Then start tying. What did you feel when you had that thought, right? What, what emotion are you feeling? Um, and roughly, like if you're feeling a lot of tension in your head and your jaw, it's like frustration, anger, rage, right? Um, if you're feeling it in your shoulders, like in your back body, it's disappointment. Mm. If you're feeling it in your heart, it's sadness or grief. If you're yeah. feeling it in your stomach, you're scared or nervous. Mm. Um, and start to really understand and start. And I like to do body scans and there's really great tools out there. We'll link it in the show notes about how to do a body scan. But basically you just sit quietly and you concentrate on your head to your feet. Like where mm. are you feeling contracted or expanded? And just noticing, right? We're just trying to notice. We're not trying to fix anything. We're not trying to shame ourselves. We're not trying to get curious at this point. We're just noticing. You're building a noticing awareness practice. So you're journaling your thoughts. You're tapping into, you know, where am I? Where do I feel tension in my body? How does that make me feel? And then I love Byron Katie's work. It's free. You can get it on the internet. You can download the PDF and you can literally work through her four questions in the turnaround. She has a great podcast, which is also free. Um, that has been transformative for people. So if, yeah. if you want to start just with that, right. And, and it is more conscious work, but it does really help ease that tension and really reframe some of the stuff that you're thinking. Yeah. Then you can kind of get into a place where you're aware you're like, ah, or noticing the patterns in your life, right? Have you had a series of fucking shitty bosses like me? Have you, you know, like what is, what is the dynamic with your partner? And this took me, I've been together with John since 2005 and it was not until 2022. And people told me this all the time. He's here for your growth. His triggers are not about him. It's about you. Like people yeah. told me this shit all the time. I was like, fuck you. He's being an asshole. <laughs> 2022, it clicked. And I was like, oh shit. Cause it really, he's activating something in me that has actually nothing to do with him. It has to do with an inner wound that I've had that had to, that, that happened way before he came along. Right. So we attract these partners, these people, these friends, these groups, these circumstances, these jobs, these careers. And when we run into that resistance, it's because it's calling us to heal. And if we can have that mindset and don't get me wrong, I'm still, I act like a bitch sometimes. Like I'm like, fuck you. But then, you know, I'm a lot better now at like understanding, like actually thank you for bringing this up, even though it was really painful and hard. Right. And, and starting again, like that gratitude practice. I love that you said that. I think that's a great tool too. It's, and especially in the morning or before you go to bed as you're horizontal, because you're kind of in that theta brain state and that's more in the hypnotic brain state, right? So you're right. training your brain, um, in that state to really look for the things that have gratitude. Um, so I think that's another really great practice that's free. Yeah. Um, you know, I think if people just start there, I, it would be monumental. I have that also what really helped me get more in tune with the motion in my body is that visualization meditation that I do in the morning. So, oh yeah, because that really, so I will, um, imagine, you know, a time that I felt the most love. And instead of me observing 
that memory, like a bird's eye view down on me, I would actually think of it as me being in that moment where I can mm-hmm. see and feeling it hands and I'm breathing the way that I was breathing. And like, and I always go back to the very first time when I met my son Colson and it, at first when I would try to do this, it was really hard for me to like put yourself back in my body. Yeah. And then, and then the more that I did, it was just practicing it more that I did it. I actually can feel the emotion that I felt the day that he was born and fucking tears, fucking just awful, awful, but great because you get this, my heart would feel like it was like bursting open, which is so magnificent. I did not feel that way. I just want to make sure that like not all moms feel that way because (laughs) I I just want to normalize that for a second because I I had that experience is real for you. And I do not want to take that away. But for me, I was like, who the fuck are you? Like, (laughs) I know this human. (laughs) I literally was like, I don't even, do I even know you? Like I was literally in that state of confusion for a while. Cause I was like, I just want to get to know, I know what your body, like how you move. Yeah. But who are you as a soul? Like I was like, I literally did not have that experience. So I just wanted to throw that out there in case anybody's like shaming themselves of like, I I go back to that moment and I'm like, I don't feel that. (laughs) No. And coming like, so I do it three different ways. So I do like the, the time that I felt the most love, the the time that I felt the most like strong and like yeah. for that, it's like my competition like that I do with CrossFit and powerful when I'm like lifting more than I ever thought I could lift. And I actually like mm-hmm. achieved something like that. And I, that moment, like I can get into where I feel it in my body. And then I'll do yeah. another one where it was like maybe um, a time when it was like the most childlike or fun, funny, like it's a playful. really funny moment, playful moment. Um and that really, it's, I love that. it's really, and it's just a good way to feel that emotion too. Cause like you said, a lot of people are so disconnected from their bodies and feeling yeah. a feeling is very scary. And, uh, you know, we've been trained not to feel feelings. So, yeah. um, I think that would be a really good way to, even just if it's like a newbie starting out a meditation practice, like a visualization practice, like oh, yeah. a body scan, the body scan starting. And I do that in my yoga practices, starting for, with the heads and just even like coming to the mouth and saying, yeah, relax like, your jaw, is your tongue, relax relax your jaw but where's your tongue? Notice where your tongue is. Like how many times? Yeah. Is it on the roof of your mouth? It's on yeah. the roof of your mouth or if it's down, you never fucking like think about where your tongue yeah. is in your mouth. Yeah. Um, okay. So that sounds I love this. I love this. Cause I think they're like actionables that people can do just to even get started. For and sure. And obviously they can always go to your resources on your website if they need anything. And we'll, we have to put all this, all this stuff in the show notes. Yeah, but, we will. Okay. Yeah. I think there's just a lot of, I mean, really it's just how can we start to show up with compassion, empathy, and curiosity for ourselves, right? right. It all starts inward because we are not able to show up with other for other people in that way until we know how it feels ourselves and to give that to ourselves. Right. And so I think, you know, journaling, noticing your thoughts, doing the scans, doing the visualization, because the visualization, especially like your consciousness in your body doesn't know the difference between your imaginative state and your current state you're in. Like it is real. It is. Yeah. Like we can really create that. Yeah. And I, I love visualizations because it's literally like, sometimes I just imagine myself on the beach and like, or by a river and it's like, and I, and I feel better. Right. Like, so just, and to be patient with yourself, I feel like a lot of people, I have a client right now who she's 
it's almost like she wants to get it in feeling impatient, right? Like she wants to get yeah. it all out and heal it all. And I'm like, Oh, to- totally get it because yeah. I'm the same way. <laughs> like, right. but there's a reason in a season for everything. And you're not designed to be in full bloom and on all year, just as trees are not designed to be in bloom all year. It's like, you need to understand when, when you are in a rest mode and honor that rest mode. So starting to really get in tune with like, where are you energetically? Are you feeling really productive and really powerful and really forward momentum? Or are you feeling like you kind of need a winter and you need to kind of take some time in, right? And starting to really assess what you need and how to honor that need and how to show up in that way and with empathy, compassion, and and curiosity and just just be. We're human beings. Just be. And that's why manifestation is bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love this. I think that's good. I think we, I think we got through a lot of stuff. I think so too. And I'm excited for just the evolution of the conversation because I think you and I both have so many experiences and thoughts and stories to share and just... I think both of us truly want to show up for other people in the way that we wish people had shown up for us, you know, right? because we kind of did this journey on our own and, and we didn't have that support system. We didn't have that anchor. And so I really do think one of the things that we want to do with this show is to be that anchor for people and to normalize a lot of this stuff. Like, you know, it is normal to feel shame and it is normal to maybe not know who your child is when he comes out of you. And it is, normal, you know, like it is also normal to have that emotion of like pure, absolutely like unadulterated, uh, you know, love for that yeah. person. Right. Like I, I think everybody's everybody's path is perfect. Right. You are exactly where you need to be. And the teacher comes when the student's ready and just start to get curious. That's it. That it really is. It's just opening your mind to like opening your mind. That's why I keep on going back to your imagination because being curious about your thoughts, being curious about everything and just opening your mind to new things. Exactly. Mm. So get ready to blow your mind open. (laughs) Girl, you've blown my mind more than like... Every day, every day, it's a new. I'm always day. like, want to try something fun? <laughs> I mean, whatever it is, just send it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. <laughs> oh right. God, I love it. This was so beautiful. beautiful. I'm so excited. We will put the things in the show notes and sending everyone Aww. compassion, awareness, sensitivity for yourself, empathy curiosity and fucking love. Oh, I love that. You know how I end my yoga practices? Uh-uh. No, I've never been to your yoga. What I know. I say I from my heart to you from my heart to yours, we bow mm-hmm. silently with gratitude. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> oh, my heart feels so full. <laughs> okay. 